630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. We're talking about tax changes because we've got a little while before we have to file our taxes. Well, and that's going to be for last year. So I'm assuming uh-huh. whatever new rules are coming into effect this year won't impact last year's tax. I don't know. Let's let's find out from somebody who would know. How about an accountant? Not just anyone. We have Taylor Dyken joining us uh, from Han Luki Hool. That's that's the organization. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, welcome. Now you have the job of uh, proving to all people that accountants are fun, fascinating, and entertaining. You ready for that? I'll no. try to do the best I can. <laughs> no, you don't, Taylor. That's, that's a lot of that's weight no on your shoulders. <laughs> no pressure. Let's talk about some tax changes that come into effect this year. Um, are, are there significant changes? Uh, there are somewhat significant changes for the 2024 tax year. Uh, one notable change that's currently in consultation is that short-term rental property owners may be hit with a bigger tax bill for mm. 2024. Uh, now, who's who's levying this? Is this federal tax, provincial tax, municipal? Uh, this will be both federal and provincial, possibly. So. Uh, what the idea is, as many Canadians know, there's a rental crisis across the country, mm-hmm. rents at an all-time high. So the federal government has pitched this idea, why don't we take all the short-term rental property owners who rent their properties through Airbnb and VRBO and convert those into long-term rental properties. The idea is, if there's more long-term rentals on the market, rent should theoretically go down. Yeah. Um, But the way to incentivize this, the way to make this change is the federal government wants to put in a new tax law where it would say, if your Airbnb or VRBO, you know, your short-term rental property, if it does not comply with municipal or provincial law, you'll be denied tax deductions for that property. Oh. So as a rental property owner, you could deduct... Uh, what you pay in utilities, mm-hmm. what, what you pay in property taxes, mortgage interest, condo fees. These are all significant tax deductions. These are great items to reduce your taxable income. But again, if your short-term rental property does not comply with local or provincial law, you'll be denied those mm-hmm. tax write-offs and you'll get hit with a ta- bigger tax bill as a result. Well, it's a lot of people use those short-term rentals or whatever in order to basically pay off their mortgage. And when you get the tax, you're just, it just, it's almost like a wash. So you almost pay, not quite, but almost pay nothing on the income because you're offsetting because of all the expenses. Exactly that. Yeah. I, I see many of my clients there their rental properties are, as you said, a wash that they don't have to pay as much tax on those rental properties. So, But that's all because of these deductions. Is that still a possibility this year, or is that going to be in effect this year? It's currently in consultation, so it is possible okay. that it could come into effect this year, but the target implementation date is January 1st, 2024. So okay. I would advise uh, short-term rental property owners, you know, review your local and provincial laws. Make sure you are compliant. Uh, just in case this law does come into effect. And so why wouldn't you be compliant? And in which jurisdictions wouldn't you be in compliance with? So some cities such as Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto, they they have certain restrictions on how you can operate okay. your short-term rental. Uh, Vancouver, for instance, 
you're not allowed to have an Airbnb or short-term rental outside your primary residence. So you could rent your basement suite, but you can't okay. rent like a, a second home. Or something. So not not. Now, there have been some then. conversations here in Edmonton about moving toward that. There's some conversations not in place, but, but not in place yet. There, yes, there are some conversations. I understand Edmonton City Council has been talking about yeah. that, but I, I do know that to operate a short-term rental in Edmonton, any property you need a license for each property uh, issued by the city of Edmonton. So I would imagine if you rented an Airbnb, you don't have that license. And if this law were to come into effect, yeah, you would probably be hit with this penalty. All right. Well, most people don't have a short-term rental property. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about everyone else. What about tax changes for people who are maybe in in a lower tax bracket? Uh, So one thing that many Canadian employees will be seeing is there'll be changes to the Canadian pension plan deduction, Mm -hmm. or sorry, uh, pension plan contributions going forward for 2024. So as many Canadians know, when you receive your pay stub, there's certain tax deduct, there's tax withholdings you get on your pay stub, there's your tax withheld, your employment insurance, Mm -hmm. and your Canadian pension plan contributions. Well, this year, the government will be introducing a new thing called CPP2. All this is, it's an additional amount that Canadian employees and employers will be paying towards the Canadian pension plan. This is going to affect Canadian employees and employers when the employees earn over $68,500 of employment income up to $73,200. What does this mean overall? It means that Canadian employees will possibly uh, pay an additional $188 to the Canadian pension plan, as well as uh, employers will have to pay a matching contribution to the plan as well. That could be that could be rough on some some employers. It, you know, maybe the 188 you wouldn't notice over the course of 12 months as an employee, but for employers that that multiplies in an awful hurry. Absolutely. If you have multiple multiple employees who are above that threshold amount, uh, for certain, uh, this would affect employers greatly that they have to make sure that their payroll's up to snuff. Uh, and yes, it'll be a uh, possibly a big cash hit for employers to make sure that they're making this additional CPP contribution amount. Uh, these changes that are coming into effect for this year, like, is there anything that we need to know for uh, our upcoming return? So from last year's uh, uh, income, and as we get ready to have uh, to either prepare our own taxes or get someone to do them for us, is there something we need to know as we come into that tax season? Uh, that's a great question. So when it comes to uh, personal taxes, the tax bracket thresholds have increased for uh, 2023 by 6.3%. So that's due to inflation. So uh, Canadians should expect to pay a little bit less tax due to the fact that these income tax bracket thresholds have increased significantly. Look at you bringing the good news. That's all right. <laughs> uh, one other thing, one very important thing I'd like to talk about today regard- that will affect many Canadians, many Canadians across the country uh, who are unaware of this is a thing called bear trusts. What is that? Yeah. Now, that, that's a great question. So <laughs> a bear trust is a little bit complicated, but it's a legal relationship uh, between a, a property that a person owns that, that that person benefits from, but there's another person, a second person who I'll call person B. They have a legal uh, ownership right to that same property. It may sound a little bit complicated, but 
Uh, Can you give us an example? Are we talking about like a a mom and a dad whose son or daughter is also is the owner? Or like, can you just give us an example of what that looks like? Absolutely. So a great example is some elderly Canadian parents when they're planning for their will, planning for their estate. uh, One common thing that they do is they add their adult children to the title of their bank accounts or their homes. So the idea is when, you know, the elderly parents, mom and dad, when they eventually pass away, that property immediately transfers over to the kids. Here's the problem though, while mom and dad are still alive, because the kids have legal title to the home, to the bank accounts, this creates a bare trust because mom and dad benefit from the home, benefit from the bank accounts, but their, their kids are only on legal title. Why is this an issue? The federal government has announced that for the 2023 tax year, if you have a bear trust, you have to file a tax return by the end of March of 2024. And here's the silly thing is that uh, you won't have to pay any tax when you file a bear trust. So you might be wondering, well, why is this such a big issue if mm-hmm. I don't have to pay any tax? The problem is the government has said, that if you fail to file your tax return for your bear trust on time, you'll incur a penalty, the greater of $2,500 or 5% of the value in the bear trust. Ooh, wow. and if that's a title to a house, that could be a ton of cash. Exactly. So if you, let's say, had a house that's worth $300,000, what's 5% of that? That's $15,000. That's a huge penalty. Uh, another example of a bear trust, just really quickly, is let's say an adult child he or she goes to buy her first or uh, their first home, go to the bank to get a mortgage. The bank says, hey, we'd, we'd love to give you a mortgage. We want to make this happen. Here's the thing. Could your mom and dad co-sign on the mortgage? Mm-hmm. And of course, mom Standard and- fare. Exactly. So mom and dad would say, yes, probably. They get added as co-signers. But here's the thing. The adult child now owns that home. They live in that home. They benefit from that home. Mom and dad are on legal title of that property now. So mom and dad, therefore, have a bear trust. They have to file a tax return. Uh-huh. Or, or face penalties. Or face penalties. Huh. Yes. So That's interesting. M- many Canadians are unaware of this, and it could be a huge issue. And the federal government is aware that many Canadians are unaware of this. So they said for the first year, for 2023 only, and only for bear trusts, uh, they'll waive the penalty if you file late. But... If you knew you had to file a penalty and you uh, purposely did not file a, or sorry, if you knew that you had to file a tax return and you knowingly did not file it on time, then you could still be hit with the penalty. Well, yeah. all right. Well, good Good to know. Thank uh, you so much for joining us. Uh, how do we get around that? Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, want, I want to get around it's, that. It's 717, so we just uh, do want to tell people that if they were waiting for their clue for the, oh, the right. 10K Jetaway, we'll have that clue coming up in probably about five minutes. So just uh, just a heads up. I know that Daryl has another question of Taylor here, but just, uh, sorry, just if you are taxes. trying to, I know that it's 717. So we want to make sure that we just tell you in five minutes, we're going to give you that clue so you can Jetaway with 10k see, all right daryl we your mentioned question. We, we mentioned at least a 717 and yeah it's coming it how do we get around it really quick how do you get around it uh i would trust. i would advise that you go talk to a legal professional about uh trying to get whoever's on legal title try to get them off legal title so okay. that you no longer have a bear trust but if you had a bear trust for 2023 you'll have to file it at this point because 2023 has gone by but you okay. could still maybe get out 
of filing a bear trust for 2024 if you get whoever's on legal title off the legal title. That's all I wanted to know. All right. <laughs> Finding ways. <laughs> Thanks so much, uh, Taylor. I appreciate your time. Pleasure to be here. All right, good. Heather Dakin. Uh, Dakin is a senior uh, manager of tax at Han Lukey Hoyle.